Good afternoon, good afternoon. I am so glad that we made a decision to say, God, I want all of you. That is so good. To make a decision to say, God, I don't want to live the way how I think I ought to. I want your way. That is so good. To say, God, I don't want to doubt. I want to use my faith. I want to believe you. I'm putting my full trust in you, no matter what it looks like around me. That is so good. To say, God, I'm going to praise you for the rest of my days. That is so good. To say, God, I'm going to be slow to speak and quicker to hear. That is so good. God, I care about those. I love those that you love and care about. That is so good. To say, God, I'm going to continue on standing firm. That is so good. To say, God, I am here and I'm not going anywhere. That is so good. To even say, get thee behind me, Satan. You are offense to me. Only God I will forever serve. That is so good. To say, God, you are. And I'm going to demonstrate that I know that you are. That is so good. Father, I just want you. That is so good. Father, I just want you. It doesn't say disregard what he felt in your heart. Have on your mind and your spirit. It's just saying that nothing else can ever do. Regarding anything and everything that you place before me, I just want you. That is so good. To look at God and talk to God knowing that he is and you're talking to him like you know who you're talking to. That is so good. Let me get straight to the point. I just want to stay. It's so good. To see God's hand move, that is so good. To know that nothing can happen without God having it too. That is so good. To know that God is the highest, that is so good. That is so good. It's like sometimes you don't want to do nothing else, but just sit here, stand there, sing here and there, dance here and there. Do whatever it is unto the glory of God. It feels so good to come alongside with him. It's so good for him to know that, you know. It's so good. To know great is thy faithfulness. That is so rewarding. Let me take you up higher in the area of his faithfulness. <laughs> Hallelujah. God said, Quinesha, yes. And he dumped a bag of a lot of puzzle pieces to make one vision. And it was a lot of small pieces in order to put the pieces where they belong to see the vision more clearly, I have to continue to hunger to use my faith for it. And usually when we do a puzzle, what do we do, guys? We grab up the end pieces first <laughs> for all the puzzle doers. 
grab up the end pieces and connect those and then form the middle. You work on the outside end <laughs> when it comes to a puzzle. And God said, Quenisha, yes, I'm showing you what you always wanted to do. See, the thing is, naturally, I wanted to take up criminal justice. And I got accepted in over five colleges and universities without me even applying. The teachers that I had thought it was a great idea to sign me up and send in my grades and other things like that. And I got accepted. But I tore up all the letters because God said, don't go. I was big in forensics, discovering and solving crimes for people to receive their justice. I was big on injustice, you know, capital punishment and death row and all of that was big on criminal justice. And God said, Quenisha, I'm going to use you for me in that way, regarding my word, far as my people, my way, spiritually. I have downloaded you with discoveries. I've given you keys to mysteries to unlock and unsolve, releasing people knowing that they've been justified. And that's why you care so much about the welfare of people inside out. You don't like to see someone be picked on or talked about or slandered or someone to feel like they're not good enough. Those things tear you up regarding humanity because you created to do something about that. You don't like to see no one jump down somebody's throat and they're trying to defend themselves and apologetic and someone's you know, taking them for granted or taking advantage. That's why when the truth was exposed to me on the things that I was doing, I wasn't aware, tore me up. It traumatized me. Because I was created to stop those things from happening and yet I was used to do it. Oh, it traumatized me. And that's what the devil, you know, he does things like that. But I just thank God that he is much more than that. So, God said, Quenisha, yes. I'm trying to figure out how can I come in with this. How do you want me to start, Father? He said, just go ahead. I really understand Moses and Jeremiah's, you know, Concern to God regarding how he's going to send them. And it has nothing to do with them speaking fathers in literature or English or how they pronounce their words. It has nothing to do with that. It was everything about God was showing them how to open their mouth and let his words come out. And sometimes prophetically, God would give you a word to write down and meditate on and then release it. And then there are times when God will use a messenger to just open their mouth and the words come straight out. But it also takes, you understand, quickening and sharpening to develop in that area. And that's what I'm doing now. It's so amazing that when God had me to speak out loud in a room with people present listening, it would be, you know, much more, you know, to my way of saying, you know, better than me opening my mouth and letting God come out. Because 
I got to, you know, focus on everything of him and his way of saying it and not me trying to comprehend how to say it in the way that he's saying it. You know, it's all of him. So we become sharpening all our giftings and, you know, and how God used us. And this is one way God is having me to become more sharpened by opening my mouth and letting his words come out on this podcast. So sometimes I will put a recording up and I will go back and forth and take it off and taking it off and put it back up another way because I want to release it so much better due to how I came out at the first time. Yeah, but I totally get what Jeremiah was saying to God. What about my speech? What about how I'm going to deliver what you open my mouth up to say? You're using my voice to speak what you're saying. It's not like God literally, his voice audibly being heard per se out of Quinesha's voice box. No, you hear my tone, my voice. Everything but it's him using me to do so from him, you know. So this is God's way of let, uh, having me, let me say having me to become more quickened and sharpened to open my mouth and let his words come out prophetically that way. Because God said, Quisha, I don't want you to get used to writing things down and meditating on them and to deliver because I can always shift up, you know, due to what's happening in the room. God said, I don't want you to focus on nothing but just opening your mouth. So I want you to become more sharper at opening your mouth than writing things down. Even though it's beneficial to write them down and make it simple and plain. But I want you to get more comfortable with opening your mouth and let my words come out. Let that be first hand to you. I said, okay, God. God said, Quinesha, yes. It's called the kingdom of God. Yes. It's called the kingdom of God. Yes, it is, Father. So why do you guys call it the kingdom of heaven? Because it's to be called that. But I say it's the kingdom of God. Why do you guys say the kingdom of heaven? Heaven is our home, God. Did I say heaven is our home? That's what I've been taught. That's in the word. Did I say that heaven is my kingdom? Did I say my kingdom is heaven? Did I say heaven is home? Did I say that heaven is my residence, my dwelling place? Did I say that? That's what I've been reading. Look again. Because I'm doing something in you. I'm sharpening your gifts to shift the planet upside down, back how it's supposed to be. And you and everybody else. But I'm using you in this way because it's how you create it. Others, I create them to release what the world has never seen in the way I create them to do. But I'm talking to you right now. So go to Genesis 1. And I want you to read King James Version. God said, let me introduce you to King James first of all. Before King James Version, it was the great book. And there was a lot of Shakespeare theology going on. And the Texas... And the pronouns, the adjectives, the adverbs, the prepositions can change an entire meaning of my word around. I said the kingdom of God. So when you use the word of, what comes after 
it dominates the word goes before. So the kingdom of God, I am in control of the kingdom. But you guys say the kingdom of heaven. Heaven does not dominate my kingdom. So why do you say the kingdom of heaven? Read. Because King James pretty much let you know it's basic instructions before leaving earth. Holy basic instructions before leaving earth. King James was just allowing humanity to know that it is handmade, man-made, handmade, man-made theology passed down to people's encounters with God, translated down to their level of comprehending things. So find yourself in the word. And receive the mysteries in the word. When you know that you are the word, you become what you read. And you can see how God moves by knowing who God is concerning his word. So don't put too much in a book, King James is saying. But find yourself in the good book. So point B, go to Genesis 1, King James Version. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Good. I created what? The heaven. Did I say I created the heaven and the kingdom as well as earth? No. So why is it the kingdom of heaven a statement? So in the beginning, I created heaven and earth. Yes. So if heaven did not exist yet due to me creating it yet, where is my dwelling place because I always is. I am who I am. I always be. So is my son. So where does that put our place of residence? Where did we reside? Where is our home if it's not heaven because heaven is not created and yet I exist. So where did me and my son reside? The kingdom? There you go. The kingdom always been home to me and my son. And before the foundation, you as well. But you wasn't created yet, but me and my son always been. Heaven was not created yet. So why call a place not created yet? My home, my dwelling place when it has not existed yet. Got it, God. I got it. Keep reading. Genesis 1, King James Version. God said, don't focus on the time. If it go to another episode, let it be. Get it out. Read. Okay. Genesis 1, chapter of God. Genesis 1. <laughs> Verse 1, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, King James Version. Second verse, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. Read it again. And the earth was without form. Stay right there. And the earth was without form. Keep going. And void. And darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. 
So there was water there in a place that was without form and void. Yes. So what held the things and the elements in a place? Keep reading. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God saw the light and that it was good. And God divided the light from the day, which was light from darkness. And God called the light day and darkness he called night. And the evening and the morning were the first day. Did I say Monday? No. Did I say Tuesday? No. Did I say Wednesday? No. Did I say Thursday? No. Did I say Friday, Saturday, or Sunday? No, 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 no. What did I say? First day. Quinesha, yes, God. What does Monday mean? What does Tuesday mean? What does Wednesday mean? What does Thursday mean? Take the day away from the first part of the name. You would get mon, you would get tools, you would get winds, thurs, fry, sat, and sun. Now look it up and see what it means. And in Greek, it means false gods. Did I say Monday? No. So who did? I said the first day. Now scroll down. And confess the passage that I said, I did what on what day? You rested on the seventh day. And what do I consider the seventh day? A day of holiness, a day of rest. And that is considered what? The Sabbath. Remember the seventh day and keep it holy. Six days do not labor in thy work, but the seventh day is the what? Sabbath. Did I say the Sabbath is on Saturday? No. Did I say the seventh day is on Saturday? No. I said the seventh day is the Sabbath. So who's responsible for naming my days according to false gods? I name my days by numbers someone placed a name of a false god upon something that was already named. The Romans. Quinesia, yes? Who named the planets? The Greeks. Hmm. What does Neptune mean? What does Sun mean? What does Mercury mean? What does Mars mean? False gods in Greek. Good. I name elements and planets by numbers, not by name. So how dare anybody to put a false god or something that I already name? I never named Monday any day, Tuesday any day. I named my days by numbers. The first day I did my work. The second day I did my work. You follow where I'm going, Granisha? Got it. Scroll down and read more. And God said, let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters and let it divide the waters from the waters. And God made the firmament and divided the waters which were under the firmament 
from the waters which were above the firmament. And it was so. So there was waters above the firmament and there was waters beneath the firmament. Wow. Go down some more. And God called the firmament heaven. Got it. There were waters above heaven and there were waters beneath heaven. So according to in the beginning, when you say you created heaven and earth, you started in earth first. Because you're describing earth first. And the earth was without form. And it was void. And darkness was upon the deep. And you separate the night and the day. And that was the first day. Now scroll down. And God said, let there be a firmament. Firmament means what? According to Genesis 1 verse 8. And God called the firmament heaven. And that was what? The second day. So he didn't start out in heaven. He started out in the earth. Heaven is not home. Many of us thinking that God created home first. Home has always been, which is kingdom, not heaven. Those are two different places. He's doing something. Stay with me. And God said, verse 9, let the waters under the heaven be gathered together unto one place and let the dry land appear. And it is so. Let the dry land appear. That means the land has already been. It was discovered due to him gathering the water up and it was clearly shown. It doesn't mean that it just appeared out of nowhere because he said it. No, he already spoke that before it even happened. Because according to Genesis 1 verse 9, And God said, Let the waters under the heaven be gathered together unto one place, and let that dry land appear, and it is so. So the land was clearly seen once the water was gathered. Meaning that the land was there, but it was just covered up. Go down to verse 10. And God called the dry land. And God called the dry land. Earth. My God. Go back to verse 1. <laughs> In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Verse 2. And the earth was without form and it was void. Now we're thinking about the planet. When we hear earth, we think about the planet. But according to Genesis 1. <laughs> verse God. <laughs> verse 10. <laughs> And God called the dry land earth. He didn't call the planet earth. He called the land earth. That's a major difference. You understand? A major difference. That explains in the beginning, back to verse 1, God created the heaven and the earth. The earth was without form. And God called earth what? He called the land earth. So the land was without form and it was void. It was dark. But we held the earth up, the planet, right? So that's what happens when you say in the beginning. So if we say the beginning, God, that would mean where he first begun. So in the beginning means around the time, in the midst of. It getting started. It means that things were happening that he did before the things that we hear that, that we heard that are mentioned. So if you say the end of something, 
Like when you read the story and you say the end, what do we do? We close a book because there's nothing to read after that. But if we say at the end, that means there is something going on around the closure. And that's what God means in the beginning. It doesn't mean where he first got started. These are the things that King James mentioned regarding God getting started. Because he already started with the planet. Because the planet was already there for it to have the land in it that was void and without form. Hallelujah. Heaven is now home, obviously. Because he created that. So where would his dwelling place be if it didn't exist? So God's kingdom and heaven are two different. Hallelujah. It's a lot. I know it's nuggets everywhere. But God just clearing up things. That's all. God said the days of the months, which are the months of the year, they are all according to Romans false gods. 45 BC. Started out 10 months. Extended to 12 months. So that means when Christ came, those laws were already in effect. But they wasn't under those laws. They were under the laws of God. Christ never claimed January, February, September. No, the first month, the second month. You understand? He never said Monday, Tuesday. No, the first day, the second day. I will rise on the third day. He never said I will rise on Sunday because that wouldn't make sense because sun and Greek means soul, means a false God. So why would I declare a false God and say that my God sent me? Martin. So let's think about it here. Think about all the theology that we have built our lives upon, our comprehension upon, in our memory regarding the months of the year by name and the days of the week by name and the planets by name. We thought God created, he's stating that he created earth with, that was earth with, that, that was earth, that was earth without void and without form and what was void. Without form and that was void. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let me say it again. We think he referred to the planet when he said earth was without form and void. But according to Genesis 1 verse 10, and God called the land earth, not the planet. So he had to create the planet before he created the things in the planet, Right? Hallelujah. So in the beginning, it doesn't mean that's where he first got started. It just means that that's where it was in the making of what King James took out from everything that he has written or that was already written according to the great book. And before that, it was called something else. Oh, the Genesis, something like that. And he took it and put it in his own interpretation. And that's why he called it basic instructions before leaving earth. Holy basic instructions. Let me just get to the factors of the thing. But you can find the mysteries concerning what I'm writing. 
when you find yourself in it. Because the land was void and without form. Not the planet. Because the planet had the land in it and it had water in it. So where does that put heaven? God said he divided the waters above heaven and underneath. So if heaven is not our home, what is it? And God give me one word, realms. That's what heaven is, realms in the kingdom. That's what realms. Realms are heaven. Heaven is the realms in the kingdom. Glory upon glory, line upon line, precept upon precept, increase, enlarge, more than, abundantly. Every word of increase is heaven. Realms. That's why we go further without a limitation. There are no end to the realms. Heaven is the realms in the kingdom. Our Father, which art, and we take art in a form of Shakespeare, for art thou, for thine art. But God really had King James to put art. And art is nothing but a creative expression. A creator. Our father, which are creative. In heaven, our father, which are creative in realms. Jesus Christ. Our father, which are our Father, which creates, which expresses creatively in realms. Hallowed be thy name. Thy what? We ain't talking about home. Thy kingdom, not thy heaven. Thy kingdom come. Jesus Christ. Thy will be done. So for the will to be done, the kingdom has to come. And God said the kingdom is within me. So my place of residence is within me. God don't go anywhere without his kingdom. Seek me first. And my kingdom. He didn't say seek me first in heaven. Seek me first in my kingdom. Seek ye first in the kingdom of God. Not seek ye first in the heaven of God. There's a major difference. Seek me first in the kingdom of God and all things will be added unto you. Why? Because of heaven is up on you. The realms are up on you in my kingdom. Glory to glory to glory to glory. That's why you're blessed in the city, blessed in the field, because heaven is up on you. The realms of my creativity is up on you. My creative expression is up on you. Now, what are my creative expressions? The virtue of my characteristics, the virtue of my power, my might, my strength, my fruits. Are my characteristics. That is the realms. 
That's why you're floating in my presence. That's why you say you hide. You're floating. That's why you be spiritually drunk because you're going from realm to realm. That's why transition is present. That's why development to know that transition is present. That's the purpose of seed time harvest. That's the purpose of fold. That's the purpose of patience. That's why I give to every man the measure. That's the purpose of measurement. When you measure something, it goes up. You don't measure down, expect an increase. When you run, you go forward. You go further out. You don't run to go closer to, in a sense, to be lowered in. When you want to do things, you go out. Go further. The distance become larger. That is heaven. Running the race is heaven. Going further. Every time you go further, every time you do more, every time you receive increase in any way, shape, or form, because you're experiencing and counting the realms of heaven in my kingdom. Go back to the prayer, Kanisha. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in the realms. <laughs> he didn't say on earth. He didn't say thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in the kingdom. He said, he said, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. He didn't say in heaven as it is in heaven. He said, my kingdom come, my will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Spoke of them totally different. And we think they are both the same. Just like Holy Spirit and Holy Ghost. Because we've been taught traditionally that it is the way to be. But when it comes to the months of the year, I'm going back and forth. The months of the year, the days of the year, the months of the year, the days of the week. You understand? It's named after Roman gods, false gods. So the Romans thought to speak for all humanity to have us come under their traditions, their values, their beliefs. We're going to name the months of the year to identify dates of birth, places of birth under our God's name. We're going to identify the days of the week to have some type of order here so people can know the dates as to what to do and what day it actually is. So they just live and not know what's going on with this day portion. What is it? Have some type of structure due to a date in a month in a year. We're going to have them under our God's names, but they already had a name too, but it was named under a number, but we're going to put a name with that number. And matter of fact, try to slap it on top of it. You know how much we surround our lives around the days of the week? For an example, I got a doctor's appointment. Pray for me. It's on Monday. So I'm believing God for healing under the covering of another God. Come on. Because Monday made a false God in Greek. And you look it up, they're giving the names to them. And who's responsible for it?
It's always good this time of year during January. Christmas is in December. We celebrate Christ in December. That's after a false God. See how we try to put our God connected to another God. And we're not even aware we're doing that. And the point I'm making, like I said in the beginning, to show how faithful God is, he knows that many of us suffer because of a lack of knowledge. And we walk around God saying, God, I'm believing you to do this on today. You know, I know it's Tuesday. You know, God, I'm believing you to do this thing today. I know you said Wednesday. And the whole time God never said Wednesday was the day to be called. That's a false God. But I understand you don't have no knowledge. But I'm still here with you while you're still claiming another God. Are you talking about what's happening on Tuesday? You believe that things are happening in January. You claiming false gods in my face. And I say have no other gods before me. But you don't know no better. You don't know no better. Because you have a lack of knowledge to even gain a sense of what you actually say to me. I'm going on vacation in January. We want to have a blessed trip. We want God to bless our marriage, even our wedding day. I'm going to get married in the summertime around July. Claiming a false God due to a season that God created for you to go to a place to be joint, to have a covenant with somebody under the word of God. Even with the weather, I like it better when it's sunny. Sun is a false god. I command the sun to be still. You command the false god to be still when it comes to weather. <laughs> and wonder why the weather is not obeying us. Wonder why the angels are dispatched to go and do what it. I see a ring, my God, that's beautiful. And it doesn't make sense. It don't make sense. It doesn't make sense to God. But we're not aware because guess what? It happened so long ago. It's firsthand to grow up and know the months of the year. That's one of the first things we be taught. The days of the week and the months of the year. And we think that, you know, that's what the Duke has always been here to be taught. And to be told and taught as to how to live, how to receive that theology. As if it's correct to receive and embrace but what's behind that? What's the history behind that? It's under false gods. So if we take away the names of the months of the year, where would that put your theology in the sense of the year itself? Just consider it as the first month, the second month. Because walking with God, you don't ever want to say January ever again. You don't even want to say the word sun or moon ever again. Those are also false Greek gods. The days of the week. And we want to put holy encounters on them. Christ, you got up on Sunday. We have resurrection Sunday. Sunday is a Greek God. How can we put a deed with God done towards a Greek God's name? Let's just keep it first day, second day, third day. God said the seventh day. He never said Saturday is the seventh day. And so what does that put us saying Passover? Many celebrate Passover on Thursday. He never said Thursday. He just named that day by number and not by the name that was given unto it. Even when it comes to, you know, other dates that was mentioned, but we put the day with the date because that's what we were taught. But that date is of a Roman false god. That we put on a number that came from the Lord. That he named it by that. See Adam named things. 
But Adam wasn't here to continue to name things. He went home. So other people weren't being used by God to invent things like we invented today. Like, for example, one of the greatest, you know, inventions, the George Foreman grill. That's popular, you know, George Foreman grill. They didn't have that back then. That wasn't even their memory to exist. So think about all the things that we have now that did not exist then that we now put a name to. That every good thing comes from above. And God will give us names to put on things, but it has to be according to him and not according to a false God. And that's what the Romans thought would be a good idea to do. So that explains how powerful Paul, Apostle Paul, you know, missionary trip was because he was once amongst the Greeks. And he ministered in front of the Romans many a times. Even Christ did. But he wasn't under their law. So Paul came from under their law to now being, that's why he mentioned so much about grace. I thank God. Through Christ, I'm saved because of Christ, because of grace. Nevertheless, not I, but Christ who lives within me. And he went to those people who made those laws. But the thing is, they never got changed. They just took the people from under those laws. But somehow, in every continent, there is months of the year, but being translated due to the language difference. But it's still the same, months of the year, no matter if you say January or Julio, it's still considered to be January. Just say it in a different language. It's like saying potato chip. We can say chip in so many different languages, but it's not going to change the fact that we see it as chip. So they see days, and we see days of the year and months of the year, excuse me, months of the year as they are, but we translate them in different languages. But it's still the same months of the year under false gods. Same for the planets. Same for the sun and the moon. Same for the days of the week. So to answer the question in the beginning, it's saying in the beginning. It didn't say the beginning, God made. In the beginning, made in that time. During the time of God creating when he first began to create. This is what he did. But it wasn't all the first that he did. Because now we know today that earth is considered as land. He called the land earth. So he's not talking about the planet because the planet was what he was referring to. He went and said, I will call the land Earth. He would just left the land called the land. So somewhere down the line, down the line it then turned around. The earth is the planet. No, it's not. It's the line in the planet. So the planet was already here. God already created that. Before we read in the beginning, he created that. But it was just the line in the planet was empty, dark, and void. You can see the image of the planet. 
So how can anything exist without that formality surrounding it to exist, to hold it up in place? So he had to create that first. That's why you don't consider the planet Earth, the land is. Major difference. So just let us know what he was in the making of doing, but he called it the first day when he did that thing that time. And that was to separate light from day. And that he put a name to by calling it the first day. He named that day first. First, F-I-R-S-T. I'm going to call it first. Because this is the first thing I did in the planet. The second thing I did in the planet was I gathered up the water and I had the dry land to appear and I called the land Earth, not the planet. It's a major difference, right? Especially when it comes to the kingdom of God and not the kingdom of heaven. But if we speak in a sense the kingdom of heaven, you will say it's the kingdom of realms. But when you say of, and then words that come after of, it dominates the words that before. So heaven doesn't dominate the kingdom because the kingdom always existed. Heaven was created. So you cannot put that in that sense. So God is just dismantling a legitimate authority and the traditional way of us doing things. That's all. It's not complicating. Because he's backing it up with his word. Just like that. And the beginning don't mean the beginning where I first put my hands to something, God is saying. It is me around in the making, around the time of the opening of. And at the end is the closure of the end of a thing. The, the closure of a thing. That's why I'm the Alpha and Omega. I'm the beginning of a thing and I'm the end of a thing. We take it as he put a beginning to it. And he put an end to it. But what does that put eternity? Because eternity is not moved by time. It always is. That's the difference. Hallelujah. So when I first got started with Earth, I had to get inside of that planet that I created first. How can I create Earth, which I call land, and not form the planet to keep the things in it? Don't make sense. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father, so much. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you. You are definitely a provider. Thank you. Thank you for that family. Thank you for those children. Thank you for their mother who take care of those children. Thank you for providing for them. 
Thank you for providing for them. He would show you things about other people, how he moved in their lives too. So what was said yesterday that it came to my attention. We don't know what we're going to eat today. We thought it was going to have full benefits on the card, but it didn't come for us. But we're going to have something to eat. And I said, oh, yeah, you will. You already got something. And knowing me, I would have gave you money or made you or gave you money to get some. But God said, mm-mm. I got it. And they just came in the house carrying a, a, over 20 bags. <laughs> you understand? Of food. A mother with her children. She has three children. One in high school, a senior this year. One, eight, and the other's ten. And they're carrying those bags very, you know, joyful in the house. I just thank God for supplying. Those kids was not worried. Their mother wasn't worried because she already know we've been through this before and we got through it that time. So I know we're going to get through it this time. <laughs> Having her kids to grow up only believing God is so amazing. It sounds so much like a woman of virtue. And I can definitely relate. I thank God for that. I went from imagining food to fill me up at night because I didn't have any present at the time during those times. So I thought about what to eat and go to bed. And I'm telling you, I thought so hard that it tastes so good. <laughs> it is always the best things that I like. But I made sure my son always had, you know, he ate, but I, you know, visualized my food and go to bed. And now that I'm trying to strategize, how can I keep my freezer and refrigerated clothes without things falling? <laughs> Because it's too packed. You know, I'm not going to invest in a deep freezer because it's just me and my son. I don't cook that much. But it's like, dang, yo. <laughs> Let me rearrange this. It's, you know, don't ever hurry up and push things in and close the fridge or the freezer. Because <laughs> you might forget you did that. And once you open it, everything going to fall out that you pushed in. Hallelujah. I mean, sometimes in the morning, oh, God. If I'm not all the way up, I could be a little clumsy, knocking things down. I'm like, come on, Kanisha, get it together. <laughs> I can't get mad at myself when my brain's starting to cause my body to function due to it being arrested, coming from being arrested. You understand? I never get that time got me to get on here. <laughs> I was half asleep. And I hit my toe on the side of the corner of the wall. I said, cut the recording off. Cut it off. <laughs> it hurt so long. I had a bruise on the side of my toe. I said, cut the recording off. That's it. That is it. All of the Holy Ghost left out of me. Go ahead with this. I was so, so, you know, I had to stir myself. Okay, don't get that. But it hurt it so bad. Yes, it did on the corner of the wall. I thank God that I don't have those type of anger issues no more. I used to hit the wall, hit the wall back because I hit my toe on it. Get off of me. Hit me. <laughs> and things like that. I used to get so bad at these 
at the objects that caused me to hurt myself because I did something. The wall can't feel me kicking it back. You understand? That was long, long ago. That wasn't like yesterday <laughs> or yesteryear. That was long ago. But anyway, <laughs> I'm glad that God used me to say these things. So when regarding, you know, days of the week, let's try our best to just consider them as numbers. As God called them by numbers by day. First day, second day, my son got up on the third day. The seventh day is the Sabbath day. You understand? So he never gave the Roman gods names that we use today, basically. And that definitely got to change. Hallelujah. Even with the months of the year. And you know, it's so firsthand because we're so used to it being that way. But it's not the correct way to be because it's under false gods. So if I'm sending an angel of virtue, an angel of planets... And angel of elements, an angel of weather to go forth. And I'm calling forth names of false gods. They can't do what I'm asking them to do. Because I'm asking them to do something that don't make any sense. You understand? Seriously. There's always a name before the name was given to it. Regarding anything. I'm not going to say anyone. I'm going to say anything. So who are any of us to put our beliefs of false gods upon the original great I am, that I am that he is, or his doing? And had other people to come alongside with that. And we thought it was just a natural thing to do because we didn't think of it like that. We just was taught how to live here, to do life here like that. But God put a stop to it, obviously, because he filled me up with that change. Heaven is not my kingdom. I say, seek me first in my kingdom. Seek me first in the kingdom of God and everything else. And here go David. My only desire is to dwell in the house, <laughs> the kingdom. He didn't say heaven. He said the house of the Lord. That's the kingdom. And we thought heaven is the house, the home. No, it's the realms in the kingdom. Heaven is the elevation of the kingdom. It's like heaven is the glory of God upon his own habitation. <laughs> That's heaven. That's why people say it sounds like heaven to me. Sounds like glory. Heaven is every form of a word of increase due to realms in the kingdom. Heaven is upon you because the kingdom is within us. God said the kingdom of God is within us. He didn't say the kingdom of heaven is within us. The kingdom of God is within us. His residence, his dwelling place. The throne is not in heaven. The throne is in the kingdom. Jesus. So when you're approaching the throne, don't think of heaven because you're not going to be on the throne correctly. You're going to be somewhere. I don't know where, but it ain't going to be the throne. And you don't want to be somewhere you think you are and when you're actually not. Don't we know what that's like? Hallelujah. I love how I say, you know, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Mm. On earth as it is in heaven. Now he's talking about the realms. When you live on earth according to my kingdom, then you can experience my glory. My line upon line, my precept upon precept. And God quickly say, okay, Quilisha, this is how I'm going to teach you. You said the kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven. 
So anything after the word of, it dominates. You understand? Whatever was said before the word of. Hallelujah. And I just thank God for that. So, Father, forgive me for every time I mention a day of the week regarding you to bless me, whatever day, declaring and decreeing over a Monday through Sunday. Forgive me for even saying Resurrection Sunday, Easter Sunday. Forgive me for even saying the months of the year, claiming my birthday to be a month of the year was under a false God where you the one created me to be here. I'll just call them by number. The first month, the second month. I, I know, I pray to God that I don't have to get used to not saying it, let it be out of me now. I take no pleasure knowing what not to do and forgetting not to do it in your face. Forgive us for coming under the names of false gods, but having our heart on you, but our words got to be what's in our heart. You don't to every man the measure of faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please you. The just shall live by faith, not by sight. Got to use your faith to do anything and everything of God. Even when it comes to being hungry, use your faith for the hunger. Use your faith for the revelation. Use your faith for the downloads. Use your faith for any supernatural deposit. Use your faith to know that great change is right here in the making. It's already been made. And those kids still carrying bags to the house. Wow. They got more than they asked for. Wow, thank you, Father. They about to eat real good. <laughs> Thank you, Father. I can see that far away. I see pizza. Oh, God. <laughs> My senses have increased, and that is a distance to identify what's in a bag due to what I can see by sight naturally. So if I can see this good naturally, how much more spiritually can we see God? Thank you for those children. Thank you for their mother. I thank you so much. Quick testimony. I have a piercing. And I wore an outfit that caused the piercing to come out. The, the uh, jewelry to come out of the piercing. And I was like, where is it? And I wore a dress. And the jewelry came out. Long story short. I lost it somewhere at another location somewhere, but I came home and found it there. God placed it right in front of me. And then I went to the pool yesterday and my son said, mom, look right here. And I walked past that spot all day and I didn't even lose it there. I lost it somewhere else. I realized when I was there that it was gone already. And but God put it back there and I didn't even lose it there, but he placed it there. So let me not say he put it back. He placed it there and used my son to give it to me. And then the, the, the point I'm making is the little children that I'm talking about that had the food and stuff, their sister is a lifeguard at the pool. So she said, you know what? I can see through your shirt because I don't, I don't show you know, my body like that. And 
She said, um, I have a whole bundle of those, you know, those rings. Do you want one? Pick out. I have a hundred. And she blessed me. See how God do? Greater is he who's in us than he who's in the world. God bless you.